What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Planet Firebomb Radio, episode four. It is me, Jamon, aka Aries Firebomb, and I am here with your favorite sister, Miss Brandon. And we're back here for another week, and I'm so excited. How's that long ass pause? Were you on mute? <laughs> no. I think it must have been my microphone. I don't know. Um, so I hope y'all are satisfied um, because I know some of y'all were in my comments talking about child, fix your audio. Child, hopefully I sound better for some of you who were complaining the last episode. So I hope you're happy. Just want to be <laughs> <laughs> My phone's coming for the gig already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you mean, child? But like I like we said the first episode, you know, the, this is just it's something that we're still new to, and consistently, so we'll get better over time. Um, especially as we get growing with stuff and start getting some coins. To mm -hmm. So come on, sponsors. Um, but yeah, how are you? You know, I'm doing great. You know, since our last talk, we, I've seen some movies. Watch some shows. I saw Guardians 3. That was interesting. Interesting um, how? Well, I will say it was satisfying for that team of heroes. Um, just just to see them, you know, as a family, everything again. And um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just going to talk about it because, girl, it's, if you haven't seen it, you're not a Marvel fan at this point um right because i still i haven't seen it and i, I right. just don't care because it's guardians <laughs> yeah you know there's always room for improvement but i felt like adam warlock was a letdown um will polter I, i'm sure you just did what what was given with what you were given but he was just so disappointing as a character i mean he was just like that the baby you know in the back that doesn't know anything and while I get the concept of who he is, at least how he was presented, it just, it didn't correlate to me because Adam Warlock's supposed to be a bad bitch in the Marvel. He fought Thanos. Like, he had the Infinity Stones at one point. He He's like the vision of the Soul Stone. And the Did fact he that he... is it, Was this like ahead. an origin for him, though? Like an origin story type of thing? I, I wouldn't even say that because it just felt like its own departure for this team of the Guardian team. But he was introduced at the end of the last one. And then, mm -hmm. you know, they introduced him officially in this one. And he was just like, you know, that side character that I couldn't really take seriously. Got it. I feel like that's the Marvel pro yeah. problem overall though but let, let's get into that like in a minute mm -hmm. <laughs> but um for sure yeah like well i have been you know i've been good wedding planning and all of that and mm -hmm. today we just finished our like biggest deposit so i'm like whoo glad that's fucking done and now i can just chill a bit um i saw polite society last week which was really really good i really enjoyed that and i bought it today because it is on itunes digital so okay you know, can get into that when we get into like reviews and whatnot <laughs> but yeah i guess that's it for a little check-in um so now we can hop on into 
Beyonce. Have you been spoiling yourself looking at Renaissance stuff or no? Of course I have. Are you kidding me? Listen, tomorrow is never promised, ladies and gentlemen. And days. Period. <laughs> just, just so that you know. I, I thought to myself, you know, self, I don't, I want to keep myself spoiler free because I want the experience to be special. However, it's going to be special because it's fucking Beyonce. So I, I told myself, you know, I'm going to watch the concert with my friends online. And we did. And we had a great black ass time. And we time. did. And we did. It was so, fantastic. It was. Shout great. out to the homie Michael Dante who went to uh, Sweden for his birthday and yes. went to the concert both nights and just on the first night, just. Pretty much recorded the whole thing. They <laughs> held it down. Shout out to you and Shout again, happy belated birthday. You're a legend, you're an icon. Appreciate it. Um, he's also a fellow filmmaker and screenwriter. So shout What's out that? to him if he's impacted by the writer strike at all. But um, yeah, child, Beyonce, and I love the fact that she's already changing it up, like on these other tour dates as well. Right, so early. So early, and I'm like, if you're and like, you know, like that I, before. you know, we we hate billionaires and all that stuff, but we stand Beyonce still. Okay, <laughs> that's that's my much money. And the tour itself is uh, on track to make two point one billion dollars. Oh my god! Like she just beat Taylor Swift's record, because um, Taylor Swift was <laughs> is expected to sell about one point four billion dollars um, this tour to make about one point four million dollars this tour. And yeah, Beyonce's making 2.1. And that is insane. As she should. Insane. The, the talent is where the money lies. The okay. talent is where the money lies. And a lot of people are complaining because, you know, she's not dancing as much as she used to. I'm fine with that. Like, allegedly, she's had her foot broken and she's like recovering from that. But the mic is on, honey. The, the dancing. Okay. And yeah, she's having fun. And that's what's most important. Fun. And some people are like, well, what maybe if, what if this is a farewell tour? And I'm like, you know. I feel like she would have told us. I don't think so. I think really? Beyonce is a stunt queen like that. You know that. True. You know, good and goddamn well. Beyonce. <laughs> she called it a three-act project. So I'm expecting two more if this is going to be like her last, you yeah, know, after like, Renaissance or whatever it's called over. Right. And now I'm I'm just I'm interested to see you know what the other two acts are because I thought you know act two was gonna be the tour and act three was gonna be you know the visuals, but clearly right. that's not happening. But it's like, is she gonna tour for all three of these acts or or what? Because I mean that's a lot of touring in you know this decade, <laughs> because who knows right. about the rest. And right. would she want to continue to do that, you know, with the kids and all of that? It's, so it's a lot. It's a lot. But There's a lot to do and raise kids in the middle of that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, she got her au pair, but, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he has a career too, trying to build casinos out in New York. <laughs> Heard about that. <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm so excited. I cannot wait for my date in July. I'm kind of tempted to go. I'm going to be in Chicago the weekend. She's going to be there because it's happening like a few days after mine. Mm -hmm. But it's like, do I, <laughs> should I get tickets again? I, 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 like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. No, like, it, that's the thing. It's like, it's just so crazy because some people were 
complaining about the pricing and stuff like that. Like apparently for the second show in Stockholm, um, the prices were reduced for Club Renaissance and people were pissed off because they apparently paid like around fourteen hundred. Um, but also that's their fault. <laughs> that is their fault. No, I'm not denying that. Like um, Club Renaissance, they just released more tickets here and they're cheaper. Mm -hmm. I can get two Club Renaissance tickets for like a thousand dollars now. But okay, and that's total. <laughs> but I am not about to stand for three hours. I'm sorry. Next to sweaty people. Next to sweaty people. The very first time I saw Beyonce was actually 10 years ago uh, this year, July 13th in 2013. Um, and I got the Beehive like general admission. And mm -hmm. I had been I standing for like six hours. Oh, my God. Like literally, because we got there, it was early admission, and then I was right up at the front, mm -hmm. and you know had to wait for the show to start. By the time Luke James got on as the opener, my feet was on fire. Damn! And then I just I feel for your knees. Hour <laughs> after that, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not, I'm too old now to be doing Club Renaissance. So I'm, I'm cool right. with my little uh, floor seat, roquet. So I will. Mm -hmm. Until she gets on that stage. <laughs> Period. Period. So listen, it, it, this this concert is gonna be experience an experience. If you haven't or have been considering going, I, I say go for it because honestly, this tour looks so fun, so much fun. Brussels, honestly, to date has been the best show for her. And this is coming from her dancers too. Like, shout out to Carlos Basquiat, who caught clocked the girls and was like, Brussels, y'all ate, because they were literally white. Other um, ethnicities all around in the back, having their own little dance groups, having a black ass time. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Everyone was dancing to crazy in love, duck walking with their fans. They were having they were having a blast, and, and I, as they should be. And honestly, as they should be. Yeah. Because do you yeah, know what? I, Listen, I'm dressing up. I already got my Renaissance fan ready to go. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm about to be up in that bitch. Like having a good time. It's gonna be a month after. It's gonna be our one month, one month wedding anniversary too. So it's gonna be beautiful. Oh yeah, turning up, turning the fuck up. But I'm also thinking about going to Janet too because she's coming here in a few weeks. Actually, in like two weeks. And I'm keep looking at the tickets. Keep looking at the tickets. Like. Uh, should I go? But it's on a Tuesday, and everyone I know is like busy. So I'm like, fuck it, I might just go by myself, um, and have a good time. But I, I feel like this could also be <laughs> a farewell tour for Janet, and I'll be so mad if I don't go. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah. I went. Honestly, it was a beautiful night, and one of her dancers, I'm not gonna clock him because I know his name, but um, he he could do a little bit better. Um, <laughs> he knows who he is, honestly. Um, but everyone else did their job. Say it now. Who? Okay. So I'm trying to say it. Um, but he this he's this white passing man. He was up in the front by her. He has short hair, uh, facial hair. Um, and he was just he just looked so offbeat. Everyone else though looked amazing. Honestly, Janet, you should have just had. Um, black and brown dancers all around, in my personal opinion, girl, because, you know, I know you're trying to add a little flavor into the mix. And, you know, I I resonate with the lyrics of feedback. I do. But girl, come on now. Like, let's be real. We all know who has rhythm here. Um, 
but the show was still amazing. Um, the band was fantastic. Honestly, go if you're a Janet fan. Honestly, I feel like this is just for the Janet fans, this tour. Anybody who's new, um, like how I saw um, there at my show, when, when I went to the opening, um, there were these white ass fans and, and well, what do you even call fans? The white ass people who attended and they were just wasting space, honestly, because I could have just taken that seat who were um, levels ahead of me. And they were just standing up, standing down, picking up their phones, taking pictures. And they, and they, don't, they don't even know who this lady is. They were just invited by their white uncle or something. So I was this just like- When people go to Beyonce concerts, though, where white people go to Beyonce concerts. And, and that's my thing. With the opening of that show, first of all, Stockholm, Sweden, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Honestly, y'all should have been louder. Y'all should have been, y'all should have been, make the bitch not be able to finish the words of the song. She was just like, louder, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was so weird for a sold out show, but people- People like the spectacle of shit. And, mm -hmm. you know, I can't blame them. But at the same time, y'all jacked up the fucking prices buying all these tickets because y'all are hype beasts. And, you know, us fans paid the price because tickets were starting to go up for the shit that we wanted. Like, there's no reason why Club Renaissance tickets should have been $2,000 in the first place. I agree. A couple hundred of like a couple hundred I could definitely see. A couple hundred, like, and yeah, and now the fact that the demand has died down and they're dropping to regular prices, like, come on. It's it's so it's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. Don't get me started on Ticketmaster and all their bullshit ass fees. Mm -hmm. Like I was getting tickets for nosebleed tickets for the red hot chili peppers. Um couple for it was last month um but the tickets were like 29 dollars. i was like great but then the markup like the fees were like 24.50 oh i don't know so i'm all like <laughs> it's almost the exact same price as a ticket like that's so stupid for a band i really don't even really know like that <laughs> like child the rates are just nice. uh, but anywho mm -hmm. so what have you been watching lately we talked about um Guardians of the Galaxy. Have you been watching anything else? So I started to watch Swarm against my original wishes not to because I was just like anything. Because what I was told by my mutuals is that it's just a Beyonce hating fest all around. No, it's not. I, that, that's what I that's what I got after I watched like the first couple of episodes. I haven't finished the season yet, but I'm just like this. It's not it's not bad. You know, um, and for, first of all, <laughs> Chloe, <laughs> I was not expecting that. I'm just going to I'm just going to start there with the opener that blew my fucking mind. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. Um, but everyone in the cast is doing a great job um, and I'm looking forward to see how it ends. Uh, I mean, I've seen stuff online, but I, I, I've been trying to avoid it as much as possible, but I'm, I'm getting into it. You know, I like it. Amazon got some good programs airing right now. Um, I also started Yellow Jackets the other day. I don't How's know that? if you've seen that. Uh, it's good. You know, it kind of gave me Pretty Little Liars tease a little bit. Um, yeah, it gave me like Lord of the Flies, but with girls <laughs> so. yeah 
I and I want to watch it. I just haven't had a chance to. Um, I heard a. Oh my god, Elijah Wood is in the second season, I believe. Hmm. I guess. <laughs> no shade to Elijah Wood, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I guess that's the kid in me from Lord of the Rings days because my mom took me to go see that, and I, and I always <laughs> seem to like him. So. I just remember when Tobey Maguire hurt his back and Elijah Wood and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal were both in the running to replace him as Spider-Man. And like, I'm familiar with Elijah Wood. Like like I said, he's made some movies that I really enjoy, but I was just like, really? Randomly in Yellow Jackets, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But um, no, I watched Polite Society. Uh, in theaters last week and like I said I bought it today um it's I, I saw ads for that on Instagram like I didn't know what what is that about it's really fucking good it's about this girl who wants to become a stunt woman and you know she as she's like training and practicing with that like her sister is about to get married off to some dude um that she just doesn't like she thinks something's fishy going on with like his family and all of that but it's so good because it's like set up like a family drama like a family drama comedy but it's also an action movie because she wants to be a stunt woman so she's like literally fighting like there's argue there's a scene where she's arguing with her sister and they're literally like beating each other's ass like this is an action movie oh, like, oh no i got it <laughs> it's great it is so fucking great like it's 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 good like i got this you know how um Everything Everywhere All at Once was basically like a a mother-daughter drama at the end of the day. It's very Mm -hmm. much the same like energy. Like at the end of the day, this is a story about like a bond between two sisters, but just happens to also be like this low-key action movie. And they're sitting here like they're spying on people, like hacking people and shit, her and her little weirdo friends. Like it's it's great. It's 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 really great. I really, want to watch it. Um, yeah, when you watch it, let me know. It's it's in my movies anywhere, so I'll hook you up with the like login. Uh, I might screen sure. it actually. Yeah, I'm gonna screen it on Discord today. So, okay, uh, work. Y'all listening won't be able to hear, won't be able to watch. But <laughs> that's why you should join the Discord. Ha ha ha. Anyway, <laughs> but no, like. So, I, but other than that, I've been watching like a lot of YouTube. Um, I caught uh, a video today, basically catching up on the writer's strike, and yeah. you know, just give these people their money. <laughs> like, give these people their money. Yeah. Writers work too damn hard in this like economy. First off, in this streaming bullshit, y'all want to charge all of this money for all of these streaming services because everyone and their mama got one now but y'all don't want to pay residuals like all people are asking for is like a three percent increase and i think that totaled out to somewhere in the ballpark between like 450 million and like 486 million uh total over x amount of years right Mm -hmm. and Today, I just read an article that the writer's strike is costing Hollywood $30 million a day. And so far, it's totaled the exact same number that writers were asking for in the first place. So now I was like, 
even more reason for y'all to like ask for more money. Y'all should ask for 10% straight up. Mm-hmm. I would. Because you got me fucked up if you think that you're going to play in my face and not give me what I what is owed to me. I'm making you bitches money. Give exactly. me my coins. Exactly. And it's like, I don't think people are aware of just how bad this is going to make like entertainment Um, because people are talking about um, just having AI replace these writers. And I was like, first off, you know, I'm an advocate for like using AI as a tool. We use it here at Planet Firebomb for a variety of different shit, but it's just a tool. We still are humans creating art and creating pieces at the end of the day. Correct. That said, no one is interested in watching a robot think it knows human, you know, what, what humans like, and it's going to pump out some fucking hour long, hour and a half long movie. Like, no one's going to want to see that shit. Two, why not just pay these people? Like, I watch, I play video games, I watch TV, I watch movies, I read books because I like human artistry. I like seeing how humans turn, you know, what they've been through or what they've dreamed up, put into, you know, art, actual art, something that they've worked hard on, not something that they have just prompted into an algorithm and then spit out. That to me is not, you're you're not an artist. You're not an artist. You may be like a coder of some sort, (laughs) but you're not an artist. And that's such a controversial take to have, especially because I am involved in so many AI art communities and like AI communities. Like it's, yeah. (laughs) And I I know I'm ranting at this point, but that like really, like when people were all like, oh, just replace them with robots. Like the fact that we are at a point now where people don't even want to appreciate and compensate humans for you know their artistry or their hard work and they're just like oh just replace them with robots if you didn't want to get replaced by robots then you should become a coder we shouldn't and not everybody should have to become a coder right and we're we're supposed to just code like all day long and let the computers make all the pretty images and songs that we listen to no fuck that like that's so that's insane to me and I feel like if you're on the side of like humanity and human decency, you should back up all unions and like people wanting to unionize and demand better for themselves. Like, otherwise, what's the point? Like, you think these billionaires, people kiss billionaire ass way too much. And for my liking, way too much. At least the wrong ones. Like, cause it's so much like, I don't know. It just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. But anyway, um, yeah, I was talking to um, a writer acquaintance on Twitter and they were saying how, um, what was it? For residuals for like, they wrote like three or four seasons on Netflix. I can't really remember, but the total residuals that they got, like it was either per season or like total was only like 726 bucks. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's scraps. That's scraps. But it's because back in the day, you know, writers, whenever their show would air on TV, they were right. um, and writers' rooms were bigger then. They were like kept on for multiple seasons. But now what they're doing is micro seasons, like a micro writers' rooms for like a lot of these streaming shows. So it'll be like four people like writing for like half the rate, like these studios will pay for a full season because it's only like eight or 12 episodes. And on top of that, they're not getting anything from streaming. And, you know, actors too, actors aren't getting shit. Um, what's his name? Dante Bosco from, you know, back in the day, Filipino from uh, Rufio and mm -hmm. a bunch of other shit. Um, <laughs> Jake Long, all that. Zuko. Zuko. Um, on TikTok, he has this thing called a uh, residual lottery where he opens up a random residual check that he's gotten because one of his projects has aired somewhere in the world. And he figures out based off that check what he's going to eat for dinner that night. And it goes anywhere from like a steak and lobster dinner to like a four for four at Wendy's. And one check he opened was literally for $3.50. And then he had opened up another check that was worth $350. So he's all like, it really does depend on like the studios, the deals, where it's being aired and all of that. So I won't be surprised if there's some sort of like actor strike too. Cause you know, people think just because you're in Hollywood or just because you're like involved in you know the industry that you're making all of this coin and it's like mm -hmm. it's no, not like that it's not like that at all and it's fucked and i feel like when you have companies like disney and marvel and apple and uh, fox and sony and all of these places who are making billions off of these movies especially like these franchises and they don't want to pay these writers anything that's that's odd to me. Like these studios are making billions of dollars and y'all can't even and y'all paying some of these actors who can't act for shit millions for roles. The Rock. Yeah. Vin Diesel. <laughs> but y'all don't want to, you know, kick back to these people who are actually writing these projects. They're not asking for a lot. I looked at the goal list and it was just like, you know. Funding for job security, increasing the size of the writing room, not even flat out stopping AI use, but just limiting it. And I don't think that's asking for much, you know, up from the main goals. I, I, I just, it's absolutely ridiculous that you have to ask for the bare fucking minimum from these fucking big heads. You know what I'm saying? It should just be natural. Of course, we're going to give you what you need, but. Of course, they have to buck heads about it. It's fucking dumb. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And it's like, I don't... It's funny because back in... When I graduated uh, high school and I was going into college, you know, my whole thing was like, oh, I want to be a screenwriter. I want to do this. I want to do that. And as soon as, like, literally, as I was graduating was when the, that, the last writer strike happened. Wow. And that was the year 
we got a slew of reality TV. Like reality TV was already a thing, but the writer's strike last time is what really catapulted reality TV to like where it is now because you didn't have to pay writers. Yep. <clears throat> like you just have to like piece together a story. And so that happened. And then like the, the shows that did continue through the writer's strike, you know, trying to make, make shit happen without a writer on production was like heroes that's like the biggest the biggest casualty i guess because did you watch heroes i'm pretty sure you did i sure did yep. and so you know like second season at the start was introducing all of these characters and like oh okay where are we gonna go and da 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 and then by the time it got to <laughs> the end, <laughs> just kind of like, what is this? I just remember old girl screaming Alejandro like eight or nine times. Like, girl, we know that's your brother. You know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but shows like that suffered because there were no writers. And now there are a few productions that are still trying to go forward without having writers there and they're also probably going to suffer and not only that like the shows that are halting production the last time there was a writer strike it lasted 100 days they're saying this one could last up to a year that's fucking crazy so a year without any new content no Abbott elementary Oh no, it's 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 wild to think about. It's so wild to think about. And I know earlier, uh, I think even before we got on, we were talking about how you saw a lot of like TV writers, I'm not TV writers, TV actors and stuff out there on the picket lines, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but here's some tea. So right when the strike first happened, Diggy Simmons and Trevor Jackson like kind of like looked at the writers and was like laughing and then walked back to set and got called out for it and then diggy had made some statement talking about we weren't mocking y'all we just had to get back to set um blah 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 some bullshit it was just like a non-apology and it's just all like y'all don't realize that one who else is booking you trevor jackson and diggy simmons who besides wow. Which should have ended two seasons ago. And on top of that, <laughs> like, wh what are you going to do without writers? Why not support them? Without them, y'all can't speak. So, literally, <laughs> literally. And one of my favorite, like, picket line, uh, picket signs that I saw was like, chat gpt doesn't come with childhood trauma <laughs> and i was all like bitch i know that's right because <laughs> how else are you gonna get some of these stories yeah. anyway uh rev run sun and superfly keep it cute that's all i'm gonna say to both of y'all oh on that note <laughs> Have you watched All Stars? Jack, speaking of reality TV. I got a lot of opinions on that. Okay. Um, first of all, two episodes. That's how they usually do the format when it comes on Paramount Plus. Um, we got new girls, you know, from, from 
see more seasoned seasons of Drag Race. We got some of the newer girls. It's a nice mix, I would say. Um, you know, I felt in the first episode, uh, Monica Beverly Hills, trans woman, was just dogged to go home first. And I didn't really appreciate that. Um, but I like that this new thing that they implemented. So even if you go home, you can still showcase your looks and win some money possibly if the fans like really live for it basically. Like, so they have like an, a competition, even if you, you know, go home. So that's cute. That's cute. I think, I think the grand prize is like 50,000. It's not a lot, but it's something. Um, but the premieres, they, they were nice. Um, they did like not too like from the second gowns. episode. Yeah, you know, beautiful gowns. Um, the, I I would say the standouts for me so far is Lala Reed, Jessica Wild, and Jimbo. You know, I know a lot of people have their opinions on Jimbo, but I actually like Jimbo. Jimbo, I'm like Jimbo is gonna you know, win. I'm, season, I'm so. not. That's what I think too. I think Jimbo's gonna win, or possibly Candy Muse. Um, Rue really I, likes those girls. Yeah, my favorites so far are uh, Jimbo. I really like mm -hmm. Candy just because, I mean, she hasn't really been doing too much this season, but I just love Candy in general. She says what we're thinking. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I also... Hmm. <laughs> I like yeah. Heidi. I mean, even though she came up dressed up like a Naruto ninja on the roadway. I'm just thinking of this last, like, this Q&L challenge or this second episode. And really, yeah, Jessica Wilde and Jimbo were, like, the funniest. And then, oh, Darian Lake was good. Um, I do like Darian. I like but Darian I don't know. I don't know. I'm, in, I'm entertained. I'll say that much. Yeah, it's it's it looks like it'll be an interesting season. Um, and RuPaul uh, has some context, and I don't remember if it was the first or the second episode. I think it was the second, but that bitch looked like um, one of the haunted mansion ghosts from the new movie with Rosario Dawson, and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Oh my god! <laughs> oh RuPaul, I don't even know, child. <laughs> I have been watching Drag Race since season one, episode one premiered. Except Same. I didn't watch. I watched this last season. What was that? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch fourteen. Um, As you should, because I was like, I I need to break. <laughs> I like I can't deal with all of this. It was a lot. Because I was all like, it was all stars. It was Canada, UK. And then, like, all the other international ones. And it was just back to back to back to back to back. Like, there's a new Drag Race being announced, like, every week, it seems. Like, they just announced right. Mexico. They just announced Mexico. I think there's going to be a second season of uh, France coming. Mm-hmm. Um, which they've taken their time since the last season. So I'm not really minding that one. But, yeah, I feel like there was a time i think it was uh the year before and it was just drag race fatigue all around shot they were like drag race zimbabwe drag race japan drag race this drag race that i was like oh god <laughs> stop stop please so yeah like one at a time damn like that's where i'm at with the shit but now 
I'm, I'm back into the swing of things. Like I, I did enjoy last season a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Like the right person won work, Sasha Kobe. Um, and that was a good cast. And like right now, I feel like even this All-Stars 8, like it's a good cast all around. I just, no one's really sticking out to me yet except for Jimbo. Yeah. And Candy, but. She's just that, that white girl that everyone loves apparently. You know, she has her old humor and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, even her runways are just so twisted and crazy, which I, I, I really appreciate because, um, I don't know. I think there's just something to her with her, her comedic flair that mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people enjoy. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing um, more of them. But I think Lala Ree's really going to shine this season. I don't know why. Something is just telling me that that bitch is going to turn it. Maybe late game or something, but I'm just getting a vibe. Oh yeah, I think it'll the top three will probably definitely be Lala, Jimbo, and Candy. I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Like that's a that's that will be a decent top three. I still think Jimbo will snatch the crown because Rue yeah. loves that silly bitch. But but I'm gonna, I am gonna give an early most improved player award to Kahana Montrese because that bitch looked great. She does look great. I just yeah. wish this acting challenge, she really would have. <laughs> for those who didn't watch, she was supposed to be a cat activist. activist. Yeah. And she just did it so dry. And I'm like, if you're going to be a cat, you tell me I'm on drag race and I need to pretend to be a cat. I'm about to just channel Eartha Kit all damn day. Right. D do what Jujubee did. Do what Jujubee did. <laughs> Listen, or go full on like black exploitation, something like these. Do something. <laughs> Always say right. like RuPaul. <laughs> this is probably gonna get me some. Oop. <laughs> RuPaul's a coon at the end of the day, so RuPaul loves the shucking and jiving. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I mean, I'm you're sorry. not wrong. You you remember that that Emmys interview? You remember that Emmys interview? They were like, where, where, where are the black people on your show? And he was like, well, I'm black, check, queer, check. I was just like, Rue, no, girl. <laughs> I do remember that because that's when we had a slew of black winners out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all ain't, ain't slick. Y'all are not slick. But yeah, like, Rue's a coon at the end of the day and loves, like, shucking and jiving. So the more Aunt Jemima you can get on Drag Race, do it. Period. Which is why I'm surprised <laughs> Sasha Cassidyne didn't make it. But, you know, anyway. Oh. So have you been watching Bad Boys? <laughs> that damn show. I have not been watching Bad Boys. I really do need to catch up. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little thing about that. Um, so I caught. I caught up on the last two episodes, and that sh that Lou guy from, I think he's from over here in Florida, and that Ara got his ass whooped. Um, yeah. Mm hmm. They they got into it, and first of all, I was not expecting Lou to get his licks in. I mean, he did like a Superman jump in the air punch on that <laughs> short man with the perm. I, I was quite <laughs> amused by that that fight, but then he was like. I got to get my lick back. I got to get my lick back. And for the last two episodes, <laughs> they made it like a two-parter. And he's just like waiting for the right moment. And then they want to fight in the game room where everyone goes to have fun. I'm like, child, if y'all going to fight, go fight outside. Hello? Go fight outside on the street. 
Please and thank you. Because I'm not in the mood for that shit. That, that's an Airbnb that Zeus paid a lot of money for, I'm sure. Come on now. Don't be <laughs> dumb. Oh, man. I need to catch up. I'm going to do that today. Um, for real. Because it looks like I'm going to be watching a lot of reality TV. Zeus is about yeah. to make a killing. Zeus is about to make all kinds of dumb Bank shit. with this shit going on. This, this, uh, you know, everyone's saying, oh, this is so terrible, but Mr. What's his name? Lumel or whatever. He's probably like just counting the cash right now because he's oh, about yeah. to make a bank. Like, yang, yang, money. <laughs> <laughs> Tim today was like, I, with the writer's strike going on, I think it's my, a prime time for me to have my own reality show. And I'm sitting here like, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta support your boost on that. I, I will. I will. I'll help him edit, but I'm not I'm not filming him. Like, no. I was just like, what is it gonna be about, Tim? That's the first thing that came Literally, to like, boy, anyway. <laughs> like, who are you gonna fight? Because you know that's the, the basis oh, of the plenty of people he would try and fight, but uh, we we can go to a flip from brunch. Oh, you know what? Let's stop before I start getting real. <laughs> Next subject. I'm still high and I'm talking real reckless. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> this has been Planet Firebomb Radio. This has been Planet Firebomb Radio, episode four. Yeah. Um, this is a fun episode. We always have a fun episode. We always do. We always do. Keep it professional. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, see, it's too much already. Zelda. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Okay, so, y'all, I got Tears of the Kingdom. Let me tell you something. That game, Nintendo, y'all are stressing me out. And let me tell you something. They're not playing about their coins either. They're going after bitches who are legally downloading this shit. They're going after everyone and their mama trying to pirate this game. Um, and honestly, I don't think it's, I, I, I don't want to say it's not worth it. But it's definitely not worth $70, maybe $50 at best. But it honestly just feels like a continued DLC, but not in a bad way. It's actually really good, and there's new things to do and new things to explore. But I'm just tired of the take all your health, take all your weapons, now you start fresh. It's kind of it's kind of lame and tired, and I'm glad Star Wars, you know, Jedi Survivor didn't do that. You actually add on to the shit that you could have done at the end of the last game and keep growing with it. But... Zelda, it's should be. Yeah, you know that's how games should be, and it's like how Batman, the Arkham games, did it. Like that's one of the most greatest games of all time, in my opinion. And I feel like a lot of games could learn something from games like those. Right, but you know, it Zelda is always going to be a money maker for Nintendo. You know, I see that they invested in some voice work in these last two titles that they've done for the for the franchise. So I'm kind of shocked by that. Now the day loop. Uh, Link uh, speaks. Uh, that's that's the day my job will drop to the floor. Um, but <laughs> other than yeah, because they said they want to make a movie now that Mario was successful, and I was like, are y'all gonna have Link talk? Because uh, uh, a mute person just hacking and slashing is not gonna be it for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. But speaking of Mario, it's officially on digital. So if anybody wants to pick it up, you're more than free to uh, purchase it. So. $30. Oh, hell no. <laughs> you got me. Well, no, I, I do I'll wait for Black Friday. 
I do think um, a silent link could work, especially if they go like the route where they cast someone who is actually, you know, well, Link's not deaf, so he's just silent. So never mind. True. No shade. Don't come for us. Don't cancel us. I'm, I'm really trying to like. No, you're just putting out a fact. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how that could work. Um, yeah, I don't know. Questions for next time, I guess. But I don't know. I tried with this one, but then like as soon as I got through the little tutorial and they took all the health and shit, I was like, well, damn. <laughs> like, like, not the damn mummy. Like, oh, yeah, my ass. Busted, raggedy ass sword. I was like, deletes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, Nintendo. Y'all gotta work on that. Stop taking the Master Sword away from us. If you're gonna give it to us, let us fucking keep it. Uh, this is the second time I've gotten my shit snatched from me. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Whatever that, <laughs> that Donna Summer song is. Um, but yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Next time, y'all, um, Hopefully, we'll have our special guests that we were supposed to have the last two episodes come, but they have been going through some health issues, so shout out to them. But, um, yeah, this has been another fun episode. Again, ha, fake endings. Love that, don't you? <laughs> um, we're committed to the bit. Committed to the bit as nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been Jamon, a.k.a. Aries Fire, Firebomb. Wow. Along with Brandon, and I'm so happy to be continuing to do this podcast. It really has given me an outlet to just speak on shit, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity. And honestly, y'all need to write in. I want to hear y'all mess, y'all drama, y'all trauma. I I want us to, you know, be like a little tight knit family. So please write, write into the show. You know, submit questions. Right. Sure we'll put all the links and stuff in the description. So. Radio at AriesFirebomb.com. Like, let's get it. Like, come on now. I know y'all got shit to say. I know y'all got shit y'all want us to talk about. Let's I talk know about I want it. some advice. So let's get into it. Because y'all hear we rambling. And I know y'all don't want to just hear that all the time. Right, Emily? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Em. Hey, Em. Anyway. <laughs> Have a good day, y'all. We will talk to y'all next episode. Bye.